Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is January 9th. It's 2019. Yes, one nine nineteen. We have 10 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by my buddy, my bearded my bearded brother, uh, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. You know what 19 is? The age of every athlete that Dean knows. That's, that's the only ones he knows is when they're 19. Apparently, that's his trivia fact is... He knows all the 19-year-old NBA players and, and baseball players. Just fun fact there. All right. Good. It only took us about two minutes to get a Dean joke out there. Um, so <laughs> shout out to Dean, uh, Mr. 10%. I hope he's doing well. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, I have a couple shows on this month, so I'll be able to bust his, bust his uh, 19s a little bit. Uh, but that is an interesting fact. I did not know that. I'm definitely going to have some fun with him the next show that I do with him about his 19s. But on that note, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. They have an awesome sponsor of the podcast. They got PGA, NHL, NBA stuff up. They got NFL stuff up for this weekend. They have a $20,000 pick and roll contest tonight. You're not playing against 150 entries into that thing. Uh, you can only enter it 27 times. So make sure you guys are giving them some love over there on Fantasy Draft. And like I said, football stuff up. They have some Saturday, Sunday slate stuff up that starts Saturday at the 430 games. So if you haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, make sure you go over there, check them out, sign up through the Roto-Grinders link on the Roto-Grinders website. That way, if we run any cool promos with them, you get access to it. Um, that's really all I got for Fantasy Draft today. Grant, we have 10 games. A lot to talk about here on today's slate. Let's jump right in. Uh, we have Philadelphia at Washington, one of those flip-flop series. This game was in Philly on Tuesday. 226 total. Philly favored by 2.5. Uh, this game, 115-132. to 132. 76ers had a really good game. On Tuesday night, but you know when you look at the box score of that game, it's not like anybody really went off. Um, we really liked Embiid; he just never did anything. Only played 24 minutes. They kind of just were very careful with the minutes. Um, what are we looking at here with Reddit questionable? Otto Porter got hurt in the in that game on Tuesday, so he's questionable. We'll have to see how what happens in the morning with that, and then Marcus Morris is out. Let's start with Philadelphia. What you got, Grant? I mean, yeah, Embiid didn't play most of the end of the game because it was a blowout. Same with a lot of these guys. Simmons, Butler were both going off, although Embiid was one of the only guys that like kind of turned it on at the beginning of the second half, and that was about it. Um, like Embiid, Simmons, Butler are all in play. I think I'd mostly use them when it's a game stack, hoping that this game stays close because that's obviously what everything's dependent on. Um, without Redick in there, I mean, we can look at Corkman's. Like, I think that he's fine for 3600 We're going to need some salary relief on this slate. The interesting one is Shamet or whatever his name is. I can't even remember. Um, but, like, he got 24 minutes there. He's not going to come anywhere close to doing what he did last night um, because he shot 8 for 14 from three-point line here. Uh, but if he's – I need to look into it a little bit more and see if J.J. Redick is or is not playing. If he isn't, then, I mean, maybe you can take a look at him at 3100 if he's going to get a little bit of a run again. Yeah, I feel like um, you know he, a lot of his run was because of the blowout. Um, I, I really don't have a lot of interest in him. And Reddick's questionable. There's not anything that's come out that's saying that he's going to miss or play. Uh, we'll have to follow that in the morning. Um, but yeah, I just really for me, I, I don't mind going back to the well here on Embiid. I don't know necessarily how many people. We'll go back to the well on him, which is always fantastic. Um, I don't really love Simmons, and I really don't love Butler. So really for me, uh, this is a spot that I'll play Embiid. And if Reddick's out, 
I I think you can play Corkmez, uh, but that's that's really it. That's all I got on the the Philadelphia side. Yeah, yeah, not a terrible idea. I mean, there's a lot of guys to pay up for, so I mean, we'll get to the main guy eventually. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to pay up for. That's for sure. Um, we got we got Giannis versus Harden. Um, you know, just talking about pure pay up for. So there's going to be plenty to talk about here in a few seconds. Um, as far as the Washington side goes, if Porter's out, I, I think we can look at Green. Um, you know, on top of Jeff Green, I think Ariza would become somebody that I'd look at. Those two guys would play a ton of minutes in this game if, for some reason, um, this Otto Porter thing becomes, um, you know, a big issue. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, one thing, I'm right there with you with both those guys if Porter's out and Ariza so it's interesting. He obviously, I think he was a little bit popular today, but he played 28 minutes because of the blowout. So he should be in for some more. He only shot one from seven for the field and one for nine from the field the game before that. So don't really expect that to continue here. I really like Ariza in this spot. And I mean, that Bradley Beal, I'll just, I'll just play him most of the time. Just if it stays close, then it's obviously going to be likely because of him so uh in a game stack i'll throw Beal in on the other side but reza i have the most interest in that of anyone else yeah um do we take shots on like sam decker if we get news at Ariza or um, not Ariza? if for some reason this porter like injury becomes a thing do we take shots on the guy like sam decker with morris out already too like is he somebody you consider here yeah i don't mind that i mean on a normal slate i don't think i would but uh with how many big payups there are on this slate him being 3200 is probably good enough for me to consider plus he can get some run and blow out here so yeah i don't mind a decker call 3200 yeah, it's just really cheap. Um, it's a ten game slate, so we're definitely going to be, you know, searching for value everywhere on the slate. So um, that's kind of why I was considering him. But really, Otto Porter would have to be out for me to consider um, playing Sam Decker in this spot. Uh, anything else from this game? I mean, I guess you can also take a shot on Mahimi if you really need some salary savings. He only got seventeen minutes in this last game, but he got twenty five in the. Game before that, I mean, at 3,500, you could do worse. I'm probably not going to end up using him, but just something to consider. Yeah, I don't think I, I would. I, mean, I don't really love the centers here against Embiid. Um, you know, he kind of abused him yesterday, the minutes that he did get to play. So, um, All right, we got the Pacers. We got the Celtics, 212.5 total. Boston favored by 6.5. Uh, Miles Turner is doubtful, and Baines is still out on the Boston side. Uh, let's start with the Pacers. Obviously, with Turner, doubtful in this game. Do we go back to the well on Sabonis? Um, you know, I know like it, it wasn't like he had a, a bad game. You know, he went for 38 fantasy points, um, you know, at his price, like thirty eight, like he his price came down too. It went down like three hundred bucks here. Like, are we are we playing Sabonis? Is it what are we looking at here on, on the Pacers side? Just yes, just I'll, Sabonis is probably the only guy I'll look at. I mean, Thad Young just had a great game, and I mean, you can make an argument for throwing a few Pacers in and pairing it with Kyrie on the other side. This only has a two thirteen total here. Obviously, both two good, very good defensive teams here. To me, I think it's just Sabonis is the guy that I'm really looking at. There are too many other good games on the slate and too many other places you can go. So I'll go back to the well and Sabonis, but that's about it. I don't think I'm going with Oladipo. Yeah, I don't think I would play Oladipo here as well. I think Sabonis is really the guy I want to play. Um, and that's really it. I know Collison's really cheap, but you know there's other options. I thought Kyle O'Quinn would get a little bit more run than he ended up getting uh, against Cleveland. He only played 14 minutes. I was hoping he'd play around like 20 minutes. But really, you know, they give the minutes to Young, Sabonis, Bodanovich, and Oladipo. And then really nobody else typically sees over 25 minutes. So for me, it's Sabonis. I don't mind potentially taking a shot on Thad Young. But on, on this slate, I don't think I'm going to end up there. Um, on the Boston side, you know, you mentioned Kyrie. Um, what are you liking here for the Celtics? I mean, it's Kyrie, and that's it. Uh, just because it's 
could be a fairly close game. I mean, Indy's not a fast-paced team, and they're a very good defensive team. This is going to be a slow-paced matchup here. I just, like, Kyrie is a guy I'll always take shots on in fast games, slow games, pretty much any game, just because he can get it done any given time. I mean, he just put up 53 versus Memphis not too long ago. So, like, it, it's Kyrie, and that's it. And I have no interest in anyone else. Does it worry you, like, how good, you know, the Pacers have been against point guards this season? Like, that doesn't worry you at all? Not with Kyrie. With most people, it would. Not with Kyrie. Uh, he can get it done versus pretty much anyone. Yeah, it's fair. I uh, just, man, the Pacers have been so good defensively. Boston's so deep. I just, I think I'm fading Boston in this game. That's, that's not a bad call at all. Like, you know, Al Horford's still cheap, but we're gonna we're gonna need to see Horford play like thirty minutes before we can get there. Um, you know, he's playing twenty five minutes a night and he's been crushing, but at his price, you're you're really gonna need to see him push thirty minutes. Yeah, you want to see him push thirty minutes, and even that this again is not a very good matchup here. I mean, this should it could be a cross off game. Outside of Kyrie, if it weren't for the Thad Young or not Thad Young, Miles Turner injury. Yep. All right, Atlanta at Brooklyn, two twenty-seven total. Brooklyn favored by eight and a half. Baysmore and Prince are out. Um, Kevin Herter, who was out on Tuesday, is questionable. And then on the Brooklyn side, Crab is out. Ronnie Hollis Jefferson is out, and Levert is out. Joe Harris and Damari Carroll both expected back here. Brooklyn has the second highest implied team total on the slate. It's a 7.3 bump over their season average. They're projected as the biggest pace bump on this slate as well. We know Atlanta is one of the worst defensive teams in the league. They're 30th in defensive efficiency across the board. They're they're 29th against point guards and shooting guards. Um, what are we looking at on the Atlanta side? And then we'll, we'll talk about this incredible matchup for Brooklyn. Uh, so, Big men versus Brooklyn. It's a thing, if you guys didn't already know. Uh, so I think you can play Deadman. I really like Collins. Um, Lynn just played a whole bunch of minutes. We heard we were talking about it before the show, and Lynn could potentially get a rest day in this one, especially considering the blowout here. So could mean a little bit extra run for Young there, and obviously going against Russell defense is pretty much always a good thing here. So... To me, I think most of my interest is in the big guys. And if you won't really want to take a shot, I mean, Lynn's prob- Alex Lynn is probably not going to get a whole lot of run, probably not more than 20 minutes. But we've seen him put up big games randomly with that sample size. And again, Brooklyn's really bad versus bigs. So you should get almost no ownership. So Alex Lynn is a potential salary saver uh, for GBPs at very low ownership. Does give me a little bit of interest. Yeah, I really like John Collins in this spot. And then like you mentioned, Jeremy Lynn. I really wish I would have saw like the news that he was going to start. It came out like 10, 15 minutes before lock, but they started him in place of Herter. He played 34 minutes, put up 36 fantasy points um, against Toronto on Tuesday. If he plays and he's back in the starting lineup, I, I surely think he's in play. I like Bembry again. Um, talked about him yesterday. But really the play here is John Collins. Like He's the guy that I really like, but everything else is really going to depend on um kevin herter um you know playing or not playing but i don't even think like trey young's a bad play at 62 in this matchup against brooklyn either yeah yeah right there with you one thing like we don't have a huge sample size of back-to-backs with collins but uh they sometimes restrict his minutes a little bit on a back-to-back so that's the one thing that worries me a little bit he played 35 in this last one we could see him in the 27 range 28 28 range in this one, that that that's my only worry with Collins, but I think you take the possibility of more minutes in the upside going against Brooklyn. Yeah, and the upside certainly there. Um, yeah, this is a spot he could go for forty plus, and you know he's been able to you know have big games in the twenty-seven to 30, 30 minute range before. So like, if he gets thirty minutes, I think he'll be fun. Yeah. All right, Brooklyn, I talked about like how much of an amazing matchup this is. Um, what's standing out to you here on the Brooklyn side? I mean, you throw one of Russell or Dinwiddie in the lineup. or I mean, I don't generally want to play them together too often. Dinwiddie's been terrible lately. Uh, but, I mean, 
still that you could potentially end up playing. Oh, gosh, it's ugly. He's only getting 20 minutes. All right. You probably don't want to play Dinwiddie, but Russell's firmly in play here. I think you can go with Allen. Like, it's a matchup versus Atlanta. You can go with pretty much anyone. Carroll should be in for a decent amount of minutes and a great matchup. He's putting up around 30 lately, and he's only 5,500. I could see him drastically outscoring his value there. Um, Napier is getting a decent amount of run lately. You can go with him if you really want, although Carroll back, I don't know. Like, if you really want salary relief, uh, Rodon's whatever his name is, if he gets the minutes, he can crush here. Ed Davis, if he gets minutes in uh, blowout here, he could potentially be in for a decent game. I mean, even in 20 minutes going up against Atlanta, a lot of guys can crush here. So I'd say that Russell is by far my favorite option, followed by Carroll and then Allen. Uh, but all three of them are pretty good. Yeah, I think Russell's a top play on the slate. Like I have him as a, a top point per dollar play on the slate. So um, he's likely going to be a core play for me today. Um, I know I play one lineup on each site, but there's a good chance that Russell makes my lineup on all three sites today. Um, and I'll probably draft him pretty high on the draft app as well. Love this spot for him. Um, I don't want to play Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's been losing minutes uh, to Napier. Napier has been getting run uh, in close games and in blowouts recently. So um, I don't mind taking a shot on Shabazz Napier here at 4K. I think he could definitely, I think there's a, some profit potential at that price tag. But I do agree with Carroll. I think that they just kind of gave him a day off uh, for rest. And um, yeah, I, I just, I really think that knee thing was just, hey, let's let's give him a day. Um, so I think you could go right back to Damari Carroll. I think he'll be right back to his 30 minutes. And um, he's gone for at least 30 fantasy points in five straight games. So uh, 5,500, there is, there's, you know, nice little 6X game there uh, at his price. I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah, yeah, nice little 6X if it goes for his normal one. But he's going up against Atlanta, so he probably gets a bit of a bump. Yeah, and no Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, so like the minutes are certainly going to be there too. Yep. San Antonio at Memphis, two hundred four total. Uh, San Antonio favored by three. Rudy Gay is out. Brooks is out. Jamichael Green is questionable after getting banged up um, last games to the shoulder injury. Um, so. I have to see how this all plays out. Let's start with San Antonio. No Rudy Gay. Um, I know it's a tough matchup against Memphis, but, man, these guys are cheap. Like, they really priced down DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge for this matchup. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of it probably has to do with the fact that they just played Memphis. And I know DeRozan didn't play well. I don't think LMA did either. This is just a gross game, and I, I – I'm not against taking shots on DeRozan, on LMA, on White, on Forbes. In big field tournaments, um, they should come in almost no ownership because this game's gross, uh, at least from a fantasy perspective here. But outside of that, I really don't have any interest in any of the Spurs here. Like, it's, it's just not a good matchup. The prices are cheap, but I, it and what's a little fishy is I feel like three is a, the Spurs being favored by three on the road just seems a little fishy to me. So maybe I'm missing something here. I'll have to look back into it. But um, yeah, I just I don't think I want to play any Spurs players here. Well, they just blew out Memphis at home. Like they they beat them by twenty in San Antonio. So I mean, they're San a much Antonio. better team at home. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like San Antonio is rolling right now. Um, like they're one of the hotter teams in basketball right now. So. Um, I, I, I don't mind taking a shot on DeRozan, but I hate this game in general. This is just one of the slower-paced games. It's projected as, you know, the slowest-paced game on the slate. It has one of the lowest totals. Like, the Spurs implied team total is 103. Their season average is 112. Uh, so almost a nine-point nine point downgrade on their season average here. It, it's just a spot that I, I feel like we could stay away from this entire game and we're not missing out on anything. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Anderson revenge. Yeah, wasn't that like supposed to happen in like San Antonio though? And like he played twenty nine minutes and only put up twenty four fantasy points. Yeah, but I mean, we've we've seen worse. I don't know. I mean, it sometimes it just doesn't happen in one game. Maybe it'll happen here. I don't know. You can it's take just, a I, shot. I feel like this is the highest price he's been all season too. Like you're not like I don't know. You're not wrong, um, but. 
you know what? Anything can happen. I don't know. I, I just thought it was worth mentioning. Sure. No, I, I don't disagree. I, I'm, you know, I'm all about revenge narratives. I think basketball is the biggest one of anything, like uh, when it comes to that. But I just, you're, he's, he's at his highest price point. This game kind of stinks. I, I just don't see myself playing really anybody from this game. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's a very good call. You got anything outside of Anderson? You ready to move on? I mean, you can know, like in big field tournaments, you can take a shot on Conley, but no, I wouldn't probably. All right. Uh, Milwaukee at Houston, game of the night, 225 total. Uh, Houston favored by one. DJ Wilson is doubtful. Eric Gordon and Chris Paul are still out. Um, this game should be fun. Um, you know, just as far as like close games go, Houston getting a little bit of a pace bump. Um, what are we looking at here on the Bucks? On the Bucks, I mean, Giannis, Giannis and Brolo are probably the two main guys that I'm going to go with. They don't have a huge implied total here, but this game should stay close. I mean, you can take a shot on Brogdon. Uh, I probably wouldn't go with Middleton or Bledsoe, but it's not the worst idea in the world. Uh, but I think for me, it's mostly just Giannis. Yeah, I, I definitely like Giannis in this spot. I don't know if you're going to be able to fit Harden and Giannis in the same lineup. Um, I don't mind like Eric Bledsoe at 5,900 in this spot. I don't mind Brogdon at 5,400. If you want to, you know, maybe go cheaper here outside of playing Giannis. But Giannis is one of the safest plays on the board. But, you know, just on the other side of this game, like, James Harden is the safest play right now with his usage being just absolutely insane with Paul and Gordon out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's Harden is pretty much a lock and load for me right now. Yeah. I just, I'm playing him every slate. The guy has had 40% usage in every game that Paul and Gordon have missed. You know, the last game was a game that, you know, he didn't shoot a ton uh, and he shot 18 times and that, and that's what we're classifying as not shooting a ton. Got to the free throw line a lot. The assist came back. Like, you know, I love this spot for him. You know, over 30 actual points now in 10 straight games. Like, it, it's just – it's hard not to like this uh, run that James Harden's putting on right now. Yeah, no, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, you're getting a floor of 60. The guy's going to get pretty much at least six three-pointers in every single game just as a starting point and then adds all over the place after that. Like – yeah, it's. I mean, people might. I don't know if people will be hesitant to pay twelve point two k, but it, it's a bad decision to not play Harden right now. Just, just do it. It's it, it's ridiculous what he's doing right now. Yep, um, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I hate playing guys at this price tag, but um, it's really hard not to just play him <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I just don't understand the reason not to play him I, I guess price would be the only thing but um, love this spot for James Harden uh, I, I think Clint Capella is a really interesting tournament play here um, you know centers against the Bucks this season have done well and Capella could uh, could have a really big game here when nobody's really on him yeah yeah no I don't mind the Capella play at all and then obviously Austin Rivers is playing 40 minutes a night here. He's he's chucking the ball 10 times a game, and everyone's going to look at this last game versus Denver. Obviously, Denver's not an easy matchup, and he shot one from seven for the field, but, like, you shouldn't really expect that. If the guy's going to be in the game that long, like, he still has 35-point upside, and he should end up with at least 25 points here, I would assume. So I'll, I'll play some Austin Rivers here um, at 4,500. It's not a bad price tag at all. Yeah, it just for me, it's all about it's all been about like uh, price tag with him this season, like or not price tag ownership. Um, if he's gonna have like an incredibly high ownership, then I could definitely see fading him. We've seen him play forty minutes and bust. Uh, if his ownership's gonna be low and people are gonna overlook the fact that he's playing forty minutes a night, then I don't mind taking a shot on him. Mm-hmm like that uh whole game theory thing you know it's kind of important right i've, I've heard it's completely pointless before <laughs> oh uh gerald green right over over 28 fantasy points in three of the last four games no eric gordon um 
getting his shot attempts up mostly from three point range and he's 4,200. Like he's worth the shot in tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like I'm, I want Harden in pretty much all my lineups. So I'm focusing a lot on value on the slate. And so Gerald Green is absolutely in play. Um, I think that's it from this game. Uh, I don't like really see anything else I want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Cleveland at New Orleans, 221.5 total. New Orleans fair by 13.5 in this game. Uh, Larry Nance banged up on Tuesday. He's questionable. Hood and Nawaba are both doubtful. Kevin Love is out. Uh, Miritic is doubtful, and Moore is questionable on New Orleans' side. What do you like here for Cleveland? I mean, so it's interesting here. Um, Tristan Thompson got 35 minutes yesterday in the game, and – Obviously, I think this is his first back-to-back since he's come back from injury. Oh, wait, no, it's the second one. Got 20, but he didn't play 35 minutes in the first part of it. I mean, just what he was doing before his injury, I have a little bit of interest in him at just 6K. I think there's some upside there. Um, Nance, I we did we say that Nance is not going to play? Uh, he left the game on Tuesday, so, like... <sighs> I really think they're going to have a pretty tight like rotation here. They played five guys that were 30 minutes on Tuesday. Um, we could see that same type of rotation here because of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I'll, I'll end up playing Tristan Thompson. I think I, I said somewhere on Twitter today that I would play him every single game for the rest of the season. So I'm not going to stop now, but the, the spread is so darn high. Like, I, this is going to be a blowout in all likelihood. Oh, you don't really like to count on that at all in DFS. Like, it's not like there's many guys I really want to go to. So, Tristan Thompson, hoping that he gets uh, the same run he got last night, would be the guy that I really want to go with. The other guy that I feel like if you're playing large field tournaments, you want some risk. I think Cam- Cameron Payne is interesting. He played 22 minutes. Um, Dola Dola really hasn't worked out with this team cameron payne just signed a 10-day contract they're gonna let him play even if this game gets ugly he should get minutes like he's the guy that i feel like at 3k minimum salary we could just take a flyer on yeah yeah no i don't hate that call at all i mean and blow up why not give the guy that you only have for 10 days run yeah i think alec burris clarkson those guys are playable but um Payne thompson my main two guys here and Payne's just a straight nobody's gonna realize he signed with cleveland type of play and he's been salary honestly i entirely forgot <laughs> it's okay um you know both of us been traveling a lot lately so um you know it is what oh, yeah. it is what right? are you traveling for uh you know i had this thing um <laughs> it's kind of important couldn't really miss it um once in a lifetime opportunity <laughs> um pelican side you know hate predicting blowouts grant but I, I have a hard time seeing this game stay close yeah i mean I, but I, I said that yesterday with the pacers and the Cavs, and the Cavs kept that game close so who knows i can't remember what the stat was but they've actually covered on the spread i think at the highest pace in or highest rate in the league on back-to-backs, I don't know. I'll, I'll double-check it here. But even so, like, it, it's not a spot where I really want to go with. I mean, I'm not playing paying 11-5 for Davis when I can go with Harden or go with Giannis. Yeah, Cleveland's 6-2 and two against the spread on back-to-back. So this could potentially stay close somehow, some way. I think I might stack this game up once, bringing probably just Tristan Thompson back with Davis and or and Randall or Holiday. Um, but outside of that, like I really don't have a huge amount of interest. It's a good matchup for New Orleans, but it, it, it just way too much of a possibility of a blowout here. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't think I can play Anthony Davis in this spot. If I was going to play anybody, it'd probably be Julius Randle. I don't even love him here. Drew Holiday's price is starting to come down. He's a 40-point machine. Um, if you want to play him at 7,700, I don't hate him, but Really, I just I don't really love anything here. Yeah, yeah, right there with you. Um, these two teams just played it, and New Orleans beat them one thirty three to ninety eight. So, you know, I have a hard time on a back to back seeing this game stay close. Yep, right there with you. 
six and three on back to backs, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe in garbage time they get to within thirteen points and cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, all right, moving on. Phoenix at Dallas, the most important game on the slate. Devin Booker questionable. Luca is questionable, and DSJ is questionable. Um, Grant, this one could get really, really interesting. This is like. The hardest game to talk about the night before because you know two of the most important players in this game are questionable. Let's start with Phoenix. What are we looking at here on Phoenix? I mean, if Booker's gonna play, then I think Booker's in play and maybe Aiton, but I'm not real excited about playing Aiton or Warren. So if Booker plays, then it, it's probably just Booker for me, and I don't even have a huge amount of interest in him. If Booker doesn't play, then it's pretty much all systems go on the rest of the guys. Josh Jackson immediately becomes a great play. Warren immediately becomes a great play. Aiden immediately becomes a very good play. Like, I mean, you can even play Melton or Bridges there. Either one of those guys should be in for a boatload of minutes, and there's so much usage to go around if Booker doesn't play. So it, it, it's just you wait on that news, and if you're playing on a late swap site, then you you have a whole bunch of contingency plans ready based on if Booker plays or not. Um, and if you're playing on an early swap site, then you can either take shots on Warren, Aiden, and Jackson, hoping Booker doesn't play, or you could take a shot on Booker, hoping that he does play. But realistically, it's probably a stay-away game for early swap sites if you don't have news on Booker. Yeah, I don't mind taking a shot on early swap slates, just whether, whether you take a shot on, like, jackson or warren or whatever um and just knowing the risk but um you can gain a huge edge on but like the thing is like phoenix has been really great this season uh, about you know getting us news so um you know I, I don't think we're technically really gonna have to worry about it too much and i feel like that was sarcasm i feel like phoenix has been been really messing with me all season long Really? I feel like Phoenix has like been the best team this season. <laughs> like they they like they've been ruling guys out like early in the day, I feel like. And I feel like they come back later on. Uh, I guess most of the time. I feel like they've done it two or three they did it today where Booker was doubtful and questionable then out. Like I feel like half the time where they upgrade someone from doubtful to questionable, they don't end up playing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just today. I maybe have nightmares again, but I don't know. I mean, I don't trust. I, I trust. I'm not trying no to give you nightmares. <laughs> oh gosh, that's 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 one of my biggest nightmares. Is that's that's what most of my nightmares are about. Is seeing a zero in my lineup that was like 20 points out of first in a GBP. Oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, like Phoenix, it all depends on Booker. If he plays, like you said, he's in play. If he's out, Warren and Jackson are in play. Um, Ubre had a really good game on Tuesday. I really just didn't expect that, but that's really the first time we've we've seen Ubre play without Booker. Um, I was looking, I was doing research on it earlier today. And we had zero sample size. He played thirty minutes on Tuesday. We know Booker. Um, you know, Jackson still got there. Warren did not, but Ubre becomes interesting at 3,900 if Booker sits. Um, on the Dallas side, obviously this all depends on Luka and DSJ. Um, if they both sit, like J.J. Barea probably becomes the best, you know, chalk point guard on the slate. Yeah, yeah probably. I mean, Brunson could easily be in for a decent game. He's priced there at 3,500 on a slate where we need value. Um like there's a bunch of usage goes up, not only minutes for certain guys, but usage on a lot of them. So I, I pretty much everyone, all the main guys are in play. I think uh, Jordan's in play regardless. I mean, this is a pretty darn good matchup for him. I think he could be in for a 40 point game at just 6,900 here. So I like Jordan regardless, but yeah, everything else just depends entirely on the Luca and DSJ news. Yep, it all like you said, it all really just depends on Luca. But yeah, DeAndre Jordan should mass should just have a, a great game here against Aiton. Aiton struggled all season against Bigs. Um, post up Bigs like DeAndre Jordan have had field days against him. So 
Um, definitely like this spot for him. And man, if DSJ, I guess you can play Brunson too. Like if if Luca and DSJ sit, but don't forget about Wesley Matthews if that scenario happens too. But if Luca and DSJ play, I don't mind maybe taking a shot on Luca. But uh, like, I really would probably just become DeAndre Jordan at that point for me. Yeah, yeah, probably same here. Um, all right, Orlando at Utah. 206 and a half total here. Uh, Utah favored by eight and a half. Uh, Orlando, as far as health goes, they're good to go. Uh, as far as Utah goes, Ricky Rubio and Exum are both out. Uh, let's start with Orlando. What are we looking at here for the Magic? I mean, I don't know if I really want to play anyone outside of maybe a shot on Voose. That's pretty much it. I mean, there's a big enough slate where I don't really need to try and force any of these other guys. I mean, I know that Augustine's had a decent run off and on lately. He hasn't performed well the last two games i believe but he's been decent um but i don't think this is not a, this is a 10 game slate i don't think you need to take a shot on him um it's it's really just Vuce at low ownership at 99 team total just does not really entice me to play anyone here yeah um i don't really like anybody for my magic here um and, and then on like the flip side of this game the utah side like it's really hard not to consider NATO. Um, you know, with no Rubio, he played 29 minutes against Milwaukee. We we saw, like, we were looking it up before this started. Um, you know, we were looking at the game flow and stuff. And, like, Mitchell played 40 minutes in that game. And Rudy Gobert played a lot in that game. So, like, Mitchell and NATO are probably my two favorite plays in this spot. If you have the money for Mitchell... Point Mitchell is really interesting. Uh, I don't even hate Rudy Gobert in this spot, uh, but I think there's going to be better center plays today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I always take shots on Rudy Gobert, no matter what. I mean, his price is never really that constrictive. He's seventy five hundred here. He's got a shot at fifty, just because of how good he is defensively. I'll take a shot on Gobert. Point Mitchell is interesting. He played forty minutes in the last game, thirty eight in the game before. He's only went eight for 24 um, shooting last game, which he could do a whole lot better. And this isn't the worst matchup in the world. So it, it's Mitchell, it's Neto, and it's Gobert for me. And I like all of them a decent amount. Yep. Um, I don't really got anything else here. Ingles is still pretty cheap, but I just this isn't the spot that I would typically play him. So uh, I don't think I'll end up on him. That's really all I got. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Chicago at Portland, 205.5 total here. Portland favored by 9.5. Uh, Chicago, good to go. Maurice Harkless on Portland is out. Uh, let's start with Chicago. Is there anything here on the Bulls that you want to play? Honestly, just probably Levine. I mean, Levine or Dunn or Markinen is a one-off, but I'm not terribly enthralled by any of them. I just know all of them have a decent amount of upside here. They're not priced badly. I mean, realistically, if you think this game stays close and you have Nurk or Lillard or both back on the other side, you can bring it back with two guys. I don't hate a game stack here. It's just a 99 total and a nine-point spread is not horribly enticing for me over on the Chicago side of the ball, but any one of those three guys could end up doing something. Yeah, I just, you know, another game that is not very interesting, but... Like, look, Dunn and Levine are starting to play better together. Like, that's definitely a positive. Um, you know, that's certainly something that is interesting. But, like, they're kind of still hurting each other's usage. So, you know, that concerns me a little bit. Um, but, like, they're so cheap, Grant. Like, we know these guys, like you said, the upside for Levine. Like, either one of those guys, the Dunn or Levine, could go for 50 in this game, and I don't think anybody would think it's crazy. So I don't mind, you know, taking a shot on either one of those guys in tournaments at both under 7K. And I don't hate marketing. I just think Levine and Dunn probably have a little bit more upside. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I mean, Levine's always got upside when he just decides, you know what, I'm going to throw up the ball every time it touches me, every time during the entire game. May not go in at a huge rate, but... I mean, just volume, he can get it done. Um, 
that's all I think I got. Let's talk Portland. Um, Lillard against Chicago? Nurkic against Chicago? I think you can go with either of them. Nurk's price at 8.2K isn't horribly enticing, but it's a good matchup. Lillard, it's a good matchup. McCollum, it's a good matchup. But this is just too big of a slate for me to really want to go with any of these guys here. I mean, honestly, if it's a blowout, maybe Evan Turner gets a little bit more run in a good matchup. So, like, again, I've been searching for value all over the place on this slate. 3900 for Evan Turner isn't the worst idea in the world to help you pay it for some guys. Um, but, yeah, Lillard, Nurkic, McCollum, I don't think make it into any of my builds outside of maybe a game stack. But they're all not terrible plays basically the best thing I could say about him. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the best way to say it. <laughs> like if Nurkic was a little bit cheaper, maybe Nurkic just goes really low on here though. I think he has a lot of upside in this matchup against Chicago. So if you want to play Nurkic in tournaments, he's probably my favorite player from Portland here. Yeah. And I don't hate Evan Turner with Harkless out. I think Turner probably plays close to 30 minutes in this game. He's 3,900. It's a matchup with Chicago, so I don't think he's the worst play. And also something to note, people just looking at game logs, Nurk got into foul trouble in the last game versus the Knicks, and the last time they had a not great outing was Philly, and he got into foul trouble there. So it's something to keep in mind. You know, Some people will avoid a guy when they see little, little less than great numbers there, and obviously it was just because of foul trouble, which is, I guess, a worry for most centers. But, yeah. Just something to keep in mind. All right. Um, last game here on the slate. Detroit at LA taking on the Lakers. 218 total. Lakers favored by one and a half. Zaza and Ish are still out. LeBron and Rondo are still out. Uh, let's start with Detroit. What are we looking at here on the Pistons? Um, Reggie, Griffin, Drummond, all very good plays. Um, it's pretty much it. I mean, you can pretty much play that on a loop in any good matchup for Detroit. It's all, sorry, Jackson's not a very good play. Jackson's in play. Drummond and Griffin are great plays. That's the end of Detroit analysis pretty much every single time. It's a fast-paced matchup here. And I don't have a huge applied total here, but it's it's decent enough where Griffin should go for at least 40, probably 50, maybe 60. Um, Drummond can has a bunch of upside going against the Lakers here. So, those two guys with Jackson, if you really want to round out a game stack or get some solid relief there, but that's about it. Yeah, like the only other guy that I think you could take a shot on is Bruce Brown Jr. Like they've been giving him run. He started uh, the second straight game now, and it was against Utah and San Antonio, not the two best matchups in the world. Draws a matchup here with the Lakers. Like, Pace bump is there for Detroit in this spot. Like Bruce Brown Jr. at 3,300, I don't think is the worst punt on the slate. Um, assuming that he starts his third straight game, and we know how bad the Lakers are against shooting guards, so um, I, I think this is a, a somewhat interesting spot for Bruce Brown Jr. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it's just I always hate play. Like those guys are always the ones that infuriate me the most is when they're getting 35. 40 minutes a game, but they're only a half point per minute guy. So you're like, okay, he was in the entire game and I got <laughs> almost nothing 15. out of it. Uh, there's nothing that's more infuriating. Like, I'm all right. If a guy gets 20 minutes and he was super cheap, I'm like, all right, it just didn't pay off in 20 minutes. When he gets 35 minutes, you're just pissed off. Like, are you just not doing anything on the floor? What's going on? <laughs> 100%, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, Man, and then like you have the guys that like you play that are super cheap and they get like 15 fantasy points in the first quarter and then they don't do anything for the rest of the game. So you're like super pumped. All oh, this guy's going to have a monster game and then he doesn't do anything the rest of the game. Uh, yeah, gosh, I can't remember what it was. Some I think it was with the Timberwolves. Some injury was there. And so someone got a start and I got super like conflicted of what to do. And I went with a guy and he had. Everyone went with the guy coming off the bench. Whoever I started gets 16 in the first quarter. I'm like, oh, I made the right decision, and I didn't think I did. And then he scores two the rest of the game, and I think it was Kavanaugh went off. I think of the right team. I don't know. Side Sidetrack there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I, I sidetracked all the time. You don't have to apologize to me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. 
like anytime you get a guy that you know he he's averaging what 12 fantasy points a game i just i really do think it's interesting if they're gonna continue to give him minutes but um the the other thing kind of stinks about it is if for some reason he's not in the starting lineup then you know you're really gonna have to rework your lineup um and this is the only 10 30 games so there's a little bit of risk to taking bryce as well the perfect bump michael beasley <laughs> oh man um <laughs> let's talk about the lakers uh obviously kuzma came back but man josh hart just he had a game against dallas 12 rebounds six assists five steals 14 points 49 fantasy points um what are we looking at here on the lakers side i mean it's it's his four main culprits for me it's ingram kuzma just absolutely put up a dud two games in a row technically because he got injured in the first one the last one he went four from 20 from the field he still played 37 minutes i am absolutely going back to kuzma here at just 7k like that's way too cheap for him i in my opinion here i think he goes for 45 here i absolutely love him i think he's gonna he's gonna put up 20 shots it's just whether they go in or not is how much value he'll be but i i i'm a big fan of kuzma here but ingram is very much in play lonzo has been hit or incredibly hit or miss lately He's very much in play though at 6,800. And if you want to hope for another great Josh Hart performance, I mean the minutes are probably going to be there. I think he's fine, um, but it's those four guys for me with Kuzma by far being my favorite, one of my favorite plays of the night. Yeah, I think Kuzma has a bounce back game here, but the guy that I really like is Lonzo Ball. We I've talked about it so much on this podcast this season. Like Detroit has been so bad against point guards. They've I've been, never heard you say that before. Really? No, I'm oh. kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you were kidding. I was like, they've been bottom five all season. I've talked about it all year. Like, Grant, what have you been doing when I've been talking? <laughs> no, you're not Dean. I'm not, not just sitting there not listening. Oh, gosh, twice in one pod. I'm sorry, Dean. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor Dean. We're gonna make fun of him before his show today when we do the the Grinders live show at like four o'clock. So, oh, gosh, um, and he never and he never never insults us that much back. Such a nice guy, darn it, yeah. Dean. I feel bad for him. He's, he's a UCF grad. Like, ugh. oh, um, gross. Yeah, I really like Lonzo in the spot. This team's been bottom five against point guards all season. He really bounced back after a couple bad games with a good game against Dallas. Um, he's 6,800, which should keep people off of him. Um, but this is a spot with no Rondo, no LeBron. Like Lonzo is really interesting here. His assist rate should go up with Kuzma hitting some shots. And um, I see Lonzo having a good game here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree. I think I just prefer Kuzma, but all, yeah, all of them are very much in play. Um, and that's really it. You know, Beasley not playing any minutes. Um, with Kuzma back, Stevenson only played three minutes the other night. Uh, with Kuzma back, so really, this, these cheap guys that we've been playing can't really trust any of those guys. Um, and that's really all I got. Like, um, is McGee interesting knowing like if he could stay out of foul trouble against Drummond, he would I mean, play the minutes. He's a little bit interesting, but yeah, we don't know the minutes. Like, I, I don't, I don't think I'm going there. Like, this is a big ten game slate with a lot of good games, and I plan on going way more stars and scrubs. But yeah, I don't think he makes it into any of my builds. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at too. So, all right, um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Looking for your favorite game to go either over or under on the slate. Um, I'm going to go with Boston to go over. Boston to go over. Um, let's see. I'm going to take I'm going to take the under in the Memphis game. I think that's a decently safe assumption. Um, under 5k to 7x oh gosh i'm never i'm never as prepared as austin rivers easy all right 
Totally. I, I usually like plug in some of my cheap guys that I like, but I didn't do that as as much as I used to. Um, I'm gonna continue. I'll continue to ride the hot hand. Give me Napier. I like it. Uh, over 8K, not to 5X. Who's gonna um, bust today? Uh, I'm just. I'm gonna go. I'll go Davis, assuming a blowout. I like that call though. Um, I think I'm most positive. I'm looking back at yesterday's sheet. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to back Ben Simmons. I went Ben Simmons again in this matchup yesterday, and he didn't five x. I'm gonna go back to back Simmons and say he doesn't get there again. Well, he was on track to five x, and then there was a complete and total blowout. That's you. You gotta you gotta factor that stuff in. Yeah, why do you think I picked Anthony Davis? We're on the same page here. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me your 6X guy. Kuzma. Because I know exactly who you're picking. I'll let you have him. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Who do you think I'm going to take? Russell. That is right. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably... I don't know if he's actually there. Like, honestly, with everyone going sc Dars and Scrubs, throwing those two in every lineup might be a little bit different. I don't know. But Russell will be chalky. I think Russell crushes in this spot, though. I, I just, I hope he goes overlooked. I don't think he will, uh, but like, you could go semi balance with Russell and Mitchell. Like, there's some, there's some solid plays like Sabonis, like John Collins. I don't know if this is a day like you fade James Harden, but if you wanted to go balanced, I think you could go balanced on the slate too. Yeah, I'll, I'll. Uh, no, James Harden for seventy-five points at least. Yeah, I love. Like I said, I love Harden here. I'm just saying, like, if you want to be contrarian, you want to be different. This isn't the worst slate. Like, you could be different. You could play Capella to get your Houston exposure. You could play Mitchell. You, you could play Sabonis and Collins. Um, it makes it easier if Booker sits, and you could play Jackson, who's cheap, that it get the usage again. Like, you know, there, there, there's a way to do it with. Um, going balanced on this sleep. Yeah, there is. And I'll probably end up with one lineup, but gosh, Harden is. Harden is just... What's crazy so is you can almost play Harden and still go balanced because we have a few really good value plays already. So play a couple of those value plays, you play Harden, and then you just live in that like 6K range that some of those guys we talked about. like Because NATO is really cheap. He should get the run again. Like th there's some cheap guys that should get the run that uh, make it the builds a little bit easier. Yeah. Well, we have a Yahoo, we have a Yahoo show tomorrow. Harden's only 59 bucks over there compared to Davis's 58. That is just sad. Good times. Well, you know, if you want to hear another edition of our thoughts and a little bit more research than what we do here on the first look podcast, Grant and I have a Grinders Live show. I think it's at 4.15 Eastern. 4.10, but yes. 4.10 Eastern. Um, so you guys can check that out. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone has an awesome Wednesday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you next time. Hey, kids. <laughs>